This is Pro Wrestling Indie Street and a love letter to independent wrestling from your friends at Pro Wrestling Illustrator. I'm one of your hosts, PWI Editor-in-Chief Kevin McElvaney, with me here, as always, the Good Witch, the Divine Darling, the Condor of Karma, the Insert Fourth Nickname, Kai McKenna. How's it going? It's going great, Kev. It's good to see you in person. I have not seen you since uh, JCW Bunkhouse Brawl, so I'm um, very excited to be in your company again doing a live podcast. It's always a good time to go into the field. Yeah, so we're going to be talking to a lot of people here today. I always do the intro. Why don't you do the intro? Why don't I do the intro today? Okay, so we are at the world-renowned Lehigh Valley Athletic Council in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, I believe, correct? And we are here for a very exciting show this evening, and we will be conducting some live interviews with the talent as they come through for their matches, their reactions as they complete their matches. And what's, you know, we're going to be asking people what their New Year's resolutions are this year, because I would really like to know that going into 2024. And we have our first guest with us right now, uh, Mr. Jordan Castle. Hi, friends. I wasn't sure, like, do I talk? Do I insert yeah, myself? Just, I wasn't sure of the, the rhythm of things. I wanted to play it safe, but I'm so happy to be here. Just horn on in. Just just go for it. That's it. That's, that's it. That's what you do on podcasts. You try to, like... Basically rib the person that's on with how long <laughs> they have to sit and wait. I've noticed time. that. And then some people will just f*** it up. Can we say f*** on here? Absolutely. Well, well, we didn't. Oh. We, we can now. I, I never say it in commentary, so I got to get it out in some type of, you know, auditory outlet. But very happy to be here. Good. Well, when the opportunity presents itself, strike, right? That's yes. It. <laughs> well, the iron is hot. Well, the iron is hot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I feel like the iron's going to be real hot here tonight. Or the ring, I should say. Oh! Maybe. Segway, dude. There's, yes. There's a Bethlehem steel joke in here, but I'm not quite getting it. So we're just... Well, Kev, uh, both you and Kaya are going to be on commentary with you tonight. So it's no, yeah. it's no wonder that you guys are firing off. We're we're firing on all cylinders. We're trying to loosen up so that we can get out there with you and, and like, try and hold our own. Kaya has commentary experience, so she'll be she'll be good. Is this a first time ever thing for you? I've done it like once. Okay. Well, I'm excited to have it. Well, it's one more time than a lot of people, so you might surprise yourself at how prepared you really are for this. Listen, people always say like, oh, you know, commentary this, commentary that. There's so much more bad commentary, especially in indie wrestling. It's a very low... Well, I hope to add to that tradition. No! (laughs) He's basically saying you can crawl over it. It'll be fine. (laughs) I'm sure you'll be great, brother. You'll be terrific. I mean, we definitely... uh, There's so much we could talk to you about, but the show's going to start soon, so I know like we have to be getting out there. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, we're here... And it's almost the new year. So we're going to be asking people it's again, you know, what, did we say again? Did we say New Year's resolution? Yeah. Yeah. What is your New Year's resolution? <laughs> what are you trying to get done in 2024? What's the plan? We got a big year coming up. It's probably the first full year back at independent wrestling from the pandemic, if you think about it. Like where people yeah. are going to have a whole year to just hit the ground running. So I'm very curious to see what the goals are. Are you asking me? I'm number one. Yeah, what's your goal? Dang, okay. Let's go. What do you want to uh, do? I would say it's very broad, but I would say that I've been very lucky in my time in wrestling to have a pretty consistent upward trajectory and mm-hmm. do a lot and kind of grow very quickly. And I want to keep that growth going, whatever that looks like. Nothing crazy specific, but just keep gr- growing, keep doing more, keep being the best version of myself that I can be. So Monday Night Raw. That's it, baby. It. Live on the of USA Network, brother. <laughs> Well, you know what? It's actually a very good way to approach things because any upward trajectory is a good trajectory. Even if you are inching along, at some point you're still moving forward. So you just have to stay consistent and good things will certainly come your way. Well, they say it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Absolutely. A journey, not a destination. There it is. (laughs) This podcast is a productivity podcast. It's about the grind. Oh, man. I feel like the wrestling grind. Shoot, we could be here for a little bit. It's about that grind set, man. (laughs) Making that bread, dude. Oh, no. What if you're what if you're a gluten intolerant? Oh geez. Well, we got a lot, we got a vegan menu tonight. We do have a very of all, you know. exciting vegan menu, which is awesome. I don't think I've ever been at a wrestling show with a vegan menu. No. I've had no. vegan options, but I don't know vegan if I've a fully vegan menu. To get out there and see what's happening. Yeah, I think it's time for you to go make your commentary yeah. debut, Kevin. Absolutely. You have to report back. Let us know how it went. Most kill definitely. It. Kill it. All right, so we're fresh out of the commentary booth. Yes, fresh out of the commentary booth on a match that was officiated by Mr. Yost here. Hey, I'm Dr. Dan Yost. I'm trying my best. Trying your best. I think you did an excellent job in that match. That was very chaotic. Chaotic. A lot to keep on the rails. Uh, the eight-man tag, that was pretty chaotic. I'm trying my best. There's a lot of moving pieces out there. You're just the coordinator of chaos this evening? Doing everything I can. I like the I'm trying my best tab. It's... You know, when you... When you let go of being perfect, you can just do the best that you can. 
I think that's better than any advice I've ever given at the end of any podcast we've ever done. This really is turning into like a productivity hustle <laughs> podcast. It's mindset, et cetera. <laughs> I am actually a psychologist, so I'm like very against like hustle mentality. But oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very into yeah. like, hey, just like tell yourself whatever like actually helps you do the things that you want to do in life rather than like feeling bad about what you didn't do. Right. So actually, th that's, this is interesting because we're in the stretch right now as we're recording this between uh, Christmas and New Year. And there's this, the grind set mentality says that like, well, this is the time everyone else is relaxing. So you should go lap them by like, working during this. Yeah. Does that just like burn you up when you hear someone talk like that? I, you know, I think if it if it works for you, good for you. And that's well, definitely not my style. I would probably be a, like a terrible sports psychologist because if someone like sure. wanted to go to the Olympics and be like, why do you need that? Like, why, why is that important to you? <laughs> you could just have fun playing sports at your local gym. Do you have friends? Do you have family? Do you have love in your life? Like, you <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Does everyone in nursing have ADHD? Yes. <laughs> but like I, I was saying, um, I went to see a sports psychologist when I was recovering from my injury, and I was really, really surprised because I was expecting it to be very much about here's how you get back to the grind, here's how you work your ass off, and they were like, I mean, you're spending all this time like physically recovering, like let's talk about mentally recovering from what happened to you because it was very traumatic, and it's okay to be like upset about yeah, it. No, it's it's important, and I feel like it's important going back into it too because like. You grinding to be the very best in the world like it's like there's like a trauma that comes with hurting yourself in any sport especially wrestling and like like i was telling you off like a moment ago like when i broke my arm like i was like freaked out when i came back i'm like i didn't want to do anything i didn't want to take any bumps because i'm like oh what if my weird little arm gets messed up again like i don't want to have a second surgery you know my weird little shoulder did get messed up again but we're out here still thriving it's okay i just gotta keep it keep it nice and safe <laughs> there you go there you can use it to your advantage so I know you have a busy night. I believe you have to get out there again and have some more matches. Yeah, yeah. I got one more match. I've got this uh, match with uh, with Big Dan versus Sidney Bacabella. Oh, that's going to be a hectic. Yeah, I think. Uh, you, well, you know, the nice thing about a no disqualification match is that there's very little that I have to do other than make sure that, like, someone gets pinned and, and one's alive. So You're going to make the count? Yeah, that's, that's easy. That's good. You could try your best well with them. Yes, yes. Before we let you go, we're asking people, uh, personally or professionally, whatever way you want to look at it, what's your New Year's resolution for 2024? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to dissuade people from making New Year's resolutions because I don't think there is anything like I think it is fine to have resolve and to want to do something and want to change something. I don't think it has to center around January 1st. I think it needs to come from uh, some sort of intrinsic motivation, some sort of okay. intrinsic value. And that can be your compass to point you in the direction that you want to go and to change rather than like it is January 1st. So now for I must be this because most of them don't work. Okay. Mirror's resolution to not necessarily have a resolution. Dad, thank you so much. For you yeah, thank you so much. Where did you hear like yeah, there's a lot going on <laughs> backstage at the holiday hangout. Uh, Big Dan, it's good to it's good to talk to you in person. What's you've been up? On, you've been on the podcast before a couple couple of times actually. Good to see you guys in the flesh. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you have this big match coming up. Main event. Yeah, one that you have asked for. It's a no holds barred. What, what what's the stipulation? It's the uh, Southside Street Fight. So right now we're in Southside Bethlehem. Yeah. For those who aren't in the area, they don't live around here. Right. I was going to ask what makes it a South Side street fight. So it's a South Side street fight, uh, not sanctioned by LBAC. You know, it's kind of time to put an end to me and Sydney. We've been going back and forth for a year at uh, Steel Stacks. Uh, I thought I was going to punch him in his face. Uh, he beat on Yuta. I mean, his face is very punchable, let's be honest. Have a very punchable I was face. looking forward to it. So tonight I will punch him in the face. Okay. I will end his uh, career here at LBAC. And of course, the closed fist is legal in this environment. Yeah, closed fist is 100% legal. Referee Daniels was uh, was telling us earlier that, uh, yeah, there's not so much to enforce in such a match. It is chaotic. He just has to count to three. What is it about the south side of Bethlehem as opposed to, you know, the north side? North side? It's where you are in the river. The Lehigh River runs through Bethlehem. Sure. So you're either north of the river or yeah. south of the river. So which, uh, which side are you more likely to have a bat fly into your windshield because my, my sister told me that a couple of years ago she was up here not far from this very venue and that's what happened to her here big bat country here yeah yeah are there any weapons that are native to the south side that we will be seeing tonight in the match you know maybe you know bethlehem is known for uh it's steel foundries yeah big steel 
big steel town back in the day. So maybe I'll find like a steel beam or a hard hat or something from a Teflon steel. You know, big Springsteen fan that you are, I noticed that you uh, sort of no said Billy Joel's contribution to the musical. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like Billy Joel and, uh, Fun fact, Allentown, which is a great song, is really about Bethlehem. It just doesn't rhyme. Right, right. right. Yeah, they close all the factories, him. Yeah, those, those factory, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, but it's about Bethlehem, not Allentown. You know, here's a little note for, for Will and Joel. It could be a mere rhyme where they close all the factories thing. In Bethlehem. Here you go. He's going to bring a close to Sidney Bacabella's career in Bethlehem. I like it. Yeah, it's going to be a, a real uh, oh, a thunder road out there. A thunder road. We're going to go on the back streets. So we'll be dancing <laughs> in the dark. There's going to be a thunder crack. That's a B-side. These are Bon Jovi songs, right? Oh, come on. <laughs> I like Bon You know, my first my first, my first, first wrestling theme song was uh, Living on the Turb by Bon Jovi. That's a great one. That's that was a, really that's a good, yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Hey, I have to have seen you wrestle in person since then, but one match I remember seeing you in was... Was of course the Mall Madness OVOC match against Orange Cassidy in the hollowed out remains of a Footlocker, I believe. Right, right. Which was that was that was an excellent time. And, and fun fact: me and Orange Cassidy both worked at that Footlocker growing <laughs> up. What a full circle! Yeah, it comes full, time is a flat circle, right? Isn't that what they say? <laughs> of course, this is a much more uh, classic venue here in National Socals. Really become uh, synonymous with wrestling in the Lehigh Valley. Hundred percent, yeah. Just wrestling in general, honestly, it will one day be one of the great venues, like the White Eagle Hall or um, Berwyn Eagles Club. For sure, this is a uh, you know this is a great venue. They uh, they treat us great. We can do whatever we want. Like to, last year, we're like, hey, we need a Christmas tree. They just went somewhere and got us a Christmas tree. Wonderful. <laughs> I feel like the best wrestling venues are the ones that like actually just don't care what you do, like. They're not going to be upset about wrestling occurring within the space. There are a lot of people that think they want wrestling until they have it. And then they're like, oh, wait, no, not here. They it's love like, it. It's like a pet squirrel. You, know, you think it seems fun. Then, Dan, we know you have to get ready for this uh, match, but we, we've been asking everybody about New Year's resolutions because we're, we're getting close on 2024. By the time this comes out, I think it will be after the new have you thought much about this personally, professionally, resolutions you might have? I've been so focused on this match since it's been announced. Yeah. Um, I haven't really thought of any resolutions. Uh, maybe my resolution is like not to have Sidney Bacabella in my life in any way for a whole year. Ambitious. So yeah, it's very ambitious. Yeah. But if anybody can do it, it's I definitely believe in you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to give it a try tonight. Well, good luck. And please, uh, at, the, at the risk of uh, being uh, slightly biased, please... Please smack Sydney, plug a bell in the mouth. Oh, I will. <laughs> just, yep. just punch him. How many times are you gonna punch him? At least ten. At least ten. In we a, love a good ten punch. Yeah, with the fans kids. Okay. All right. All right. Hold me to it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And just as Big Dan has went off to prepare for his match, we have actually um, run into his opponent for the evening, Sydney Bacabella. Thank That's you so much. Former WWF Hall of Famer, Sydney Bacabella. Toots. Yeah, well, I'm the conduit of karma. What about what that? What the hell you are? I'll slap your face off and you too, you bearded idiot. Whoa, all right. I take exception to that. My, Such a warm welcome. My beard is not very full at all. No, <laughs> it's not. It's not, but you know what is full? That shirt. The shirt. That shirt's full the right shirt now. shirt is very full of my voluptuous figure. Thank you. I do fall it all very slowly. He's curvy. Look, I don't even want to be here. I don't even want to be here right now. Then why are you here? Because they paid me. They paid me money to sit at this stupid table with these stupid people and talk about this stupid match. It shouldn't be happening. Oh, the Southside Street fight. Oh, yeah. What's it's your garbage. plan? It's Wait, garbage. Okay. You know, what it is? you know what it is? It's promoters that don't care about the safety of their talents. That's what this is. They put a 69-year-old man in the ring with a six-foot-six 4,000-pound idiot. He's, he's not coordinated. He can't hold me up. Well, it sounds like it should be an easy win for you. I don't see why you're complaining. Oh, uh, no, no, no. He's, he's obese. He's obese. Dan Champion is an obese chronic masturbator. I can't, I'll speak, say to the, I can't speak to the latter, but the former... What's the latter? <laughs> say it. It's something that helps, helps you climb up the side of the house. Say it. Roll such. I'm not saying it. Say it. Say I'm not I'm not Dan moving Champion, on with Dan Champion has 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 his chronic masturbation. That's what Dan Champion had. All right. And I don't like it because he doesn't wash his hands and now it's gonna touch me. You know, what's the expression about reaping what you sow? 
Because it seems like you started this a while back. I didn't start a thing. Dan Champion, they should call him Scam Champion because he scams charities. And he said, I'm going to get a new dryer for the homeless people. They don't have a house. Where are they going to plug the dryer in? It's a little short-sighted. Exactly. It is short-sighted. But his intentions were good. Yeah. No, his intentions were terrible because he didn't split it with me. That's the problem. All right. Dan Jackson gambled all of that money away on a Detroit Pistons game. He's a chronic gambling masturbator. He's gambling now. He's doing everything. It's a lot of vices, as opposed to a man like yourself. He's multitasking, Pev. How does one get kicked out of the WWF Hall of Fame? I, I signed a lot of paperwork saying that I can't say anything about it and that they will never mention my name on television again. That seems very convenient. Exactly. 1984, though, Captain Lou Albano, the drunk piece of garbage, he's, he's guilty. He's guilty. That's all I can say. I think it's I think it's a little unfair because Captain Lou Albano, uh, a friend of the Maldians, he was he, he in fact he was the uh, titular uh, Captain Lou Albano. The what titular? Titular. The the what? The titular. Don't look at Kaya McKenna's chest like that. Titular. Damn. You're a pervert. You're a sex pest. It's the first time I've been called that. I was actually fortunate enough to intercept your rider or your list of demands Damn right. show this evening. Do you want to talk about that a little I'll bit? Talk about I see it. that you do not want any vegans or vegan food in this facility. Absolutely not. The vegans are dirty people. There are people that you don't trust. They they don't send their best. They send their worst vegans. They send the the beets. They send the kale. That's we need to build a wall, a wall around vegans and keep them. That way, they can only eat each other, and then they become normal human being carnivores. Well, the other thing I noticed this evening is you have cited here that you would prefer that only Creed plays while the fans are entering. Good and question. The, and all wrestlers use Creed as entrance music and. Yeah. When I was on commentary, I, I don't think the Little Mean Chicas used Creed as their entrance music. No, they didn't, because the sound guy's an idiot. The sound guy got their... I should walk out right now, actually. You and should. no main event, and these people are robbed. But I'm not. I'm not that kind of person. So it's interesting because you uh, speak the virtues of Creed and the, and, the, and the music being of a high quality, but you seem to be hearing us totally fine. Suggest, suggest your hearing is okay. So what, what, what explains your terrible taste then? My terrible taste in what? Music. Uh, Creed is a great band. Creed is a great band in the way that uh, Sidney Pacabella is a great uh, favorite to win this ma- main event tonight, I think. I will bet Best you, Super Bowl performance of all time. Oh, that wasn't the Super Bowl. That was Thanksgiving Day. It was Thanksgiving it Day? Was Thanksgiving okay. Day. Greatest halftime show in the history. You had America. Do you love America? You hate it. I do you not hate, hate America. You hate, you, you hate Americans. They had flying men. Do you love men that fly? Yeah. I mean, I mean it was yeah. quite majestic. Yeah. It was magical. It was magical. It has a warm place in the cockles of my heart. You can say titular cockular cockles. Wait, titular cockular. You are a pervert. Captain Lulabano, the titular face behind wrestling classics uh, from Captain Lulabano. Hi, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. The old wrestling classics, man. Yes, Captain of course. Captain Albano is a no good piece of garbage. It's not nice. Captain Lou Albano, I watched him cheat on his wife with Judy Martin back in 1982. I, I, I love when you tell us stories from the good I old days. The I was in the room. Were you? I saw it. I watched. I'm a voyeur. He's going on record. Voyeur, and you're calling me a pervert. You're a pervert. What else is in the writer? Huh? Get I, the good one. A thousand dollar payout. You ever see a thousand? No, you haven't seen a thousand dollars in your life. You're poor. You're a poor person. No vegans, no alcohol, and a thousand dollars in gold. But what if the vegans want to buy your merch? Because I did see. I won't sell it. To, no. No vegans. I will not. I do, do you not ask want them before you. No. I I make sure that they are vegans. Absolutely. And if they are, get the hell over on the other on the other side. I don't want a vegan. I don't want to catch veganism. I don't like it. Well, what if Big Dan puts you in a chin lock and force feeds you a vegan cookie tonight? How are die. you going to react? I would die. I would die. Sounds like a good way for him to win the match. That's disgusting. You're a disgusting woman. You're a Jezebel. All right. All right. You know what? I will. I'm done. Yeah, get out. I'm done. You you don't. I quit. I don't want to be here. You are a piece of garbage. And you, you Jezebel. Hey, take one to no one. You're a harlot. 
Hey, get you're out a of harlot. Here. Get out of here. You, get out of you're a sex pest. You are a just... pervert, chronic masturbating sex pest. Go to hell. Dan Champion is going to suck you in the mouth and it's going to be delightful. And we will never have to hear that type of ridicule again. All right. So we have hopefully a more professional guest here. Hopefully. The IWTV commissioner himself, Avery Good. It's Avery Good, the director of the championship committee. Oh, sorry, sorry. It took me so long to memorize that, so now I'm proud of it. So it's got to say it right every time. Okay. I mean, the more complex the title, the more important you are, correct? The longer it takes you to memorize. Mm. Yes. Like a maintenance engineer instead of a custodian, instead of a... Master of the custodial arts. Yes, there we go. And that's a degree. So you have to get to a certain level. So what brings you to the holiday hangout this evening? I just like to come here because all my friends are here. Um, sometimes they let me get on a microphone and do commentary. I always love watching Big Dan get beat up, which he definitely will. Mm. Going against the great two-time WWE Hall of Famer, Sidney Bacabella. Uh, and then just as the director of the championship committee, I'm always looking out for that next big thing in wrestling. And LVAC has a nice mixture of some, some of the old heads, you know, that've been around the Indies for a while, and then some of that young talent that's just starving for the attention or that chance, that opportunity. I've seen some of it tonight. Harley Lopez looked amazing tonight. Uh, my first look at some of the catch point kids. Like, you, you know, those trainers down there, you got Drew Gulak, you got Tracy Williams. You know, those kids are going to show out, right? They're not, they're probably not allowed out of that school until they're absolutely ready. And those kids did a great job tonight. Also, a big fan of the Lost Boys. Can't get enough of those guys. Yeah, hundred percent. That's so. I'm kind of curious, and I, I have maybe a tougher question related to the IWTV World Championship, the recognized World Championship by Person Illustrated Magazine. But I, I know Kay and I were curious in general, like if there are any uh, any like what can we expect specifically over wrestlers? I'm sorry, I missed the end part of that question. <laughs> there was a lot of shouting in the background. Yeah, yeah. What can we expect specifically over the rest of the league? Rest of all, just not seeing cruel at all, right? Like that guy's finally in jail. He's a big giant monster. He murdered somebody, belongs in jail. People are mad at me for putting a murderer in jail. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. You can expect some great matches because my man, the prize, Alex Price, or Alec Price, I keep putting an S on that. Uh, but he's just been killing it, right? That's the kind of champion I'm looking for. I'm looking for a champion who can avoid injuries, get out there, and give you banger after banger after banger after banger. You mean banger? Banger after banger? Banger after banger. Right? And that's what that kid's been doing since he's got that title. So I think the title's in its rightful place. Mm -hmm. And I think Alec proves it on a night-in, night-out basis. So th that's the difficult question that I was going to bring up, though. It is related to cool. But kind of, let's get let's circle back to campus. Kind of, I think you had something. I was just going to say that's the type of person you want holding a championship because they add a certain level of prestige that would not be there otherwise. They elevate not only the title, but the contenders and everybody in the game. See, but this was my problem with cruel and... As much as I love the guy, or did love the guy, this is my problem with Matt Tremont. You get these guys to go out there and wrestle these more dangerous matches, they don't last. They get put on the shelf. Now they can't defend the title for three months, five months, six months. Like The champion of the entire independence needs to be out there defending that title all the time. So not only do you need to win matches and do it in style, but you got to stay healthy. If you ain't healthy, you can't wrestle. If you can't wrestle, you're no good to me. You're no good to IWTV. I think he is going by kill those of you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Scary. You know, I think if you do have a situation where Cool gets out, whether it's on Dale, whether he escapes, this guy's a monster. I mean, escape seems highly likely. Yeah. How well, do you contain a you man have, like Cruel? And you have this guy who's going and he's imposing his will on, on shows. He's showing up. He's defending this championship belt that he still has. No, we, we got it awful when he got arrested. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. Alec Price has two belts now. Okay. But there's, there's still a question of when he shows his head again and pretends to be... I say Cortez, because maybe he has some claim to championship fitness. How do you handle that? Um, if he ever gets out, I'm going to run. Okay. Right? I'm just going to take off running. That's, I'm that's not fair. a fair strategy. Anymore. I got no shame in my game. Like, that guy shows up. And if he shows up, I know he's 100% looking for me. Why? I don't understand. Right? I took the title off him after multiple times we tried to reach that guy. Call him. He didn't call back. Not defending the title. We need a champion. We need somebody out there defending this title. It wasn't him. And, and I agree with you on that because he, he did disappear into the wilderness. And he came back you know, pretty soon after that happened. But, but you're right. You can't wait for him. No, we can't wait. So I had to do what a very good professional would do. Right? I took the title off. Uh, it's landed on a guy who's defended it nonstop since he's gotten it. So I already know that was the right call to make. But if Cruel shows up, he's definitely looking for me. And again, 
Why? Because I took the title from him. Two, because I, I mean, they say I sent him to jail. He murdered somebody, and then it was all on film and documented. Well, I don't know what to tell you. So as far as that goes, it seems like an open, shut case in court. I should be all right. I mean, Cruel says hello. You say goodbye. Bye-bye, Cruel. See you forever. It was not nice. So you mentioned Alec Price has been defending the title everywhere. Is there a territory or a promotion you would like to see Alec Price defend the title in in 2024? Every single one. Every That's single one. My emails are wide open. Like if you, if you're sitting there and you're a promoter and nobody, you feel your your business, your company's not getting the recognition it deserves, hit me up. Right. Send me the match of the guy you think deserves that shot because I'll send Alec there. I, I love to be open in that sense because I can't keep track of hundreds or thousands of independent wrestling companies. But I got two kids at home. I'm coaching sports. I'm an involved dad. I don't have time to scour the independence. I do have time to check my email. So if you think you got that guy that deserves a shot. Hit me up. Like, if, if I watch that match and I, I agree, I'll probably be knocking on your door. The uh, the power of email, folks. Mr. Good, before we let you go, um, we've been asking everybody, the new year coming up as we record this, about New Year's resolutions, things that they would like to personally or professionally accomplish in 2024. What's on your list? I'd like to do some more commentary. I guess that's the only thing really involved in wrestling. I really enjoy that. Um, other than that, just yes, time with my kids, man. That's it. Keep doing what I'm doing. Coaching my kids, be home as much as I can. Uh, maybe like to run a little bit more. That's something I already do pretty actively, but like I got some big goals there. Some mud races, some things like that. But that's it. Other than that, just be, be dad, man. Dad of the year. They give that award out. Very good professional dad. I'm going to be that. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Kinda. Well, hopefully at the end of 2024, we are presenting that award to you with a lot of congratulations. Hey, that sounds good to me. That sounds good to me. Guys, thanks for having me. Thanks for everything you do for the world of independent wrestling. I appreciate you. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you. Well, well, well. We have a new guest here with us in the book, in the booth. <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Ethan Promise. I'm one-fourth of the Lost Boys with Miles Penn, Junie Underwood, and Ryan Rise. Tonight, Miles Penn and I, we're, we wanted to team with our other two Lost Boys, but for some reason, LVAC gave us these two random catchpoint kids. We didn't really like that, but we, we made the best of it. We made the best of it without our other two Lost Boys, and we still pulled out the victory. Right, yeah. I was actually out on commentary for that match, and I, I noticed there was visible tension, and then you had these two teams, very talented, on the same page, the two of you, the two of them, but as uh, as an Atomico's team, you know, uh, the the four and four match, a little bit less so. Um, and that's where some of the chemistry fell apart, including after the match, there was some tension, I noticed. Right, yeah. I mean, well, we told them in the very beginning, we said, hey, rookies, you listen to us, yeah. and we'll win this match. And at first, they, they were kind of being stubborn. They wanted to tag themselves in and, and whatnot and, and not let the Lost Boys do the Lost Boys thing. But then when they started listening, it started gelling, and look what happened. We pulled out the victory, right? So in the end, we were right. We just listened to us and we got it. We went. Because we're the vets of this this company. This is our third match in. It was only their first match. Sure. Yeah. You yeah, know so what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're fresh out of catch point. You know, respect Drew Gulak a lot. I respect Rory Yuga a lot. Then now they're myself, all the Lost Boys have. But these kids think they're better than us. And it's their first, it's their first match. So we wanted to slow their, all their role over it all. You know what I mean? Interesting. Interesting. You think there may be a potential rematch with them in the future in a regular tag to settle the score? Too, yeah. yeah. It was sort of a, a parade, to use another lucha term, the parade, creasing list. I mean, you had the team, like the odd fellows. Um, and then nonetheless, you won. Right. Yeah. So credit to your team for that. Yeah. Um, I think uh, a tag match in the future would be awesome. It could be me and Miles. It could be me and Junie. It could be me and Ryan. It could be any any two of the Lost Boys. It would be any two of the Catch Point kids. Bring the whole school for all we care. We don't doesn't bother us. Another Atomicos. There you go. Tell them to find two of their buddies. There you go. Tell, tell Catchpoint to find two two more of them. Face four of the Lost Boys. We'll whoop them up and down. And maybe they'll learn, uh, you know, some respect and, and they'll get some reps because that's so what they need. Is what reps. makes the Lost Boys such a well-oiled machine? Oh, it's, it's our chemistry. We, we, we came up together. We trained together. Like we all started training around the exact same within a couple of days of each other. We came up with each other. We've traveled together every single time we're booked on a show. It's all four of us traveling together. It's all four of us just getting closer every single day and training together every single day. But then also it's our minds. It's our skill sets. You know, Junie's very, very fiery, very hot-headed, likes to strike. Miles is very big and athletic. He's awesome and, and very um, intimidating and menacing. And then myself, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of like the brains of the operation. I kind of 
you know, very meticulous, he, get things together. And then Ryan Rise is, oh my gosh, he, he can roast anybody anywhere. He's very smart in the head. He's, he's a law student. Did you know that Ryan Rise is a law student? No, I did not. He goes to UPenn, UPenn Law, legit Ivy League school. So he's very smart. He's very smart. And um, so the, the Lost Boys, we all have four different great skill sets and we've all just trained so much together. So we all know each other. And, and oh, here's Miles right now. Uh, yeah, taking Kaya's spot on the far end of the, the podcast. Welcome to the Purosa podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a good match there tonight. Uh, you, I, we were talking about some of the tension that was in place, though, because, you know, we have these two teams who had not paired together before, forced to do so, but still pulled out the win, which is very impressive. It was a good match, wasn't it? I think that that was because Ethan and I were able to combat the ignorance of the newly formed, you know, catch point. And I think we were able to work very well together. and you know, keep them in their place because that was, that was a bit of a challenge. I agree. What is Drew teaching them to think that they're ring vets, you know, in their first match? I mean, we, this is our third match here. We're obviously the ring vets, so they just need to smooth the way. That's all. I mean, I, I think they're confident in their abilities as, as the two of you are. And, and naturally, you know, when people are confident in their abilities, there could be some clash of personalities there. That's very fair. And don't get me wrong. They were very good. They were very good. They impressed us a lot. They, yeah. They're it. I mean, Hey, Martin with his shoulder tackles to to Murloc, and then yep. Tom was very sly but very good. So they were very good. I'll give them that. But the, just the Lost Boys know what they're doing. The right? Lost Boys know what they're doing, and how many times during the match their ignorance cost us? Yeah, they they yeah. would tag themselves in. They made mistakes, and the other team was able to capitalize. But we were able to outsmart them we're an actual team versus a bunch of randoms on the other side that don't even know each other that well they're not the lost boys they're not brothers i don't want to hear the material i don't want to i don't want to talk about them yeah they they got yellow paint all over my gear really yeah all over my arms the beautiful arms that i have that the fans love yellow paint all over them i'm i'm so mad it's so mad yellow's not even a good color i mean that's why none of the lost boys represent yellow we represent blue pink Red sure. And yeah, yeah, and it's, and it is hard to get out of the, a lot of fabrics and stuff too. So that's, yeah. that's another issue. Listen, I know the the two of you probably want to go and and relax and wine celebrate your victory. But before I let you go, I would love it if you would share with us any resolutions you might have for the new year ahead, personally, professionally, whatever. Yeah, we have a couple. Um, I personally want to wrestle overseas. Um. Junie and I, and then the other two Lost Boys, we've, we've all wrestled in Canada. We've had a trip to Montreal and wrestled in Stunstead, Quebec. So, like, oh, cool. that was a beautiful experience. Um, but we have our passports. We're ready to go overseas. So, hopefully, we can get a Europe trip by the end of the year. Europe if we could trip. get a, a complete four-man Lost Boys excursion to Europe, that is a big goal for us, for sure. We would love to get more international bookings in the year 2024. I, and I think that we can make that happen. There's a thriving scene over there. So if any promoters are listening, you know, just hit them up. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And then I also, I also want to get the catch point sometime this week. Hopefully, mm. Robin Martin will be there. Maybe we can uh, tell, knock some sense into them. Yeah. Tell Drew to make his kids, you know, more humble. Based off of what I've seen tonight, I don't know how much I trust what Drew is teaching them over there. Well, so I would love to go over and see for myself. Yeah. Right. We'll go and see for ourselves. All right. Well, thank you both, and, and I'll leave you to it. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, Kyle, welcome back, first of all. Yes, you know, uh, sometimes you just have to cede yeah. to others when the opportunity presents itself. Strike when the iron's hot, per se, right? We're joined again here by another guest. <laughs> Erica Lee. Erica, well, welcome to the booth. <laughs> That's the quietest Hong Kong I've ever yeah, I, I tweeted about this the last time that we were uh, in this in the same place uh, was the, the Wrestling Independent show, the, the first one they did. I was shocked how loud the Hong Kong was in person. Yeah, I got, I got some pipes on. It's got to come from within. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, you know, don't be afraid to lean a little bit into the microphone because it was very noisy in here. Oh, are you? Yeah. All right, that's that's your nose into the microphone. That can also work. Erica is pecking the microphone. Pecking, honking. We're just covering all the bases today. Yeah, my beak. Tell us about this match you just had. Our, yeah, we had a trios match. Me and, and uh, Puff, the wrestler, and Jeff Cannonball, the father. Um, slash wrestler. Slash, slash wrestler, of course, yes. of course. Slash vegan. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, it was just, it was absolute Christmas chaos. 
Christmas chaos is back on the menu, boys. She survived. Uh, we were team squirt, and we squirted hard, and we squirted long. And that, I, that makes me a little... And then you came to our well, uh, podcast had, table, very sticky from yeah, all the squirting. Exactly. All, I gotta clean my oh, boots. Yes. I gotta clean my boots. Um, but yeah, fans brought the soda. It was awesome. Good. Um, and I, uh, you know, we, we we had presents all around the ring. I got a cookie sheet, so I. I but you wore like Christmas PJs, it looks like. I had Christmas PJs on, and I took them off. <laughs> we sold that. And I Christmas. revealed more yeah. Christmas PJs. Right. <laughs> the big reveal. Yeah, yeah, double duty. <laughs> I think fans bring the soda. That's the first time I've heard of that match stipulation. Well, How'd you feel with, about that? With me and Jeff and Puff, it's a natural sort of thing. We do all love soda. Uh, we love a diet Dr. P and a squirt. And talking. And you're sponsored athletes, right? That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Sponsored athletes. We got candy. We got soda. We got Crocs. Um, oh, my God. I just got a whiff of myself. I'm so sorry. I stink, oh, I stink bad. I mean, you just you're covered in soda. I'm, it's OK. I stink bad, guys. Sorry about that. Whoa. I put my arms you down know, now. There's a lot of stink in this room, so I don't think we differentiate. It smells like wrestlers. Yeah, that's the one thing I missed from COVID. I couldn't smell anyone. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm glad that your sense of smell has recovered, even if it's not so great in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wanted to ask you. You're talking about, the, you know, of course, Jeff has his his soda reviews. You've yes. reviewed some candies and bats. Yes. Can we talk about birds on film a little bit? I would love to talk about birds on film. Yes, Kevin. Thank you. So, so, tell the listeners who maybe have not seen birds on film before, not familiar, what it is. Birds on film is a little pet project that me and Big Dust, Dustin Wilson, uh, combine efforts and talents and work on and we put it up on YouTube it's a little movie review show because you know YouTube doesn't have many of those <laughs> so we uh, me and Dustin we get together we watch movies we talk about movies we give our thoughts and opinions and it's a real uh, it's a real treat because we have absolutely no knowledge of like film or like industry standards or like higher art so it's really just us going like oh my god minions are funny uh, we went through a Nick Cage so we did like a spotlight on Nick Cage for the whole month of September. We watched like thirty some Nick Cage movies. Wow! Yeah, it's a labor. It's a labor of love for sure. Have you seen that new one? Yet? The uh, 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 I saw it. In the, the dream theater. one. What's it called? Yeah. yeah, I saw it in the theater and I liked it. And I forget the name of it. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember that. Um, uh, uh, are y'all looking at me? I'm yeah, not a movie person. <laughs> uh, it's magic is my expertise, not movies. The premise is magical. It's that he's, he's in everybody's dreams. Yeah. He's a professional. I don't know uh, if I'd want to be in everybody's dreams. My that older sibling, when uh, they saw the, the, the trailer, for him, they looked at me and they're like, I had a dream about Nicolas Cage last night. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, you didn't. And they were like, yes, I did. Isn't there an episode of SpongeBob where he goes in between everybody's dreams? I SpongeBob feel like there is SpongeBob. Oh, okay. What if? Not Nick Gage. What if Nick Cage? Nick Gage. What if they made a live action SpongeBob and Nick Cage was cast as SpongeBob? That would be excellent. I, you know, I have to ask. So, you know, you watch all these Nick Cage movies. I haven't seen them out of Nick Cage movies. There's an episode of Community where Abed takes a class and he's like torn whether Nick Cage is a genius or just like out of his mind, not good. So where did you land on this? Man, boy, oh boy, oh brother, all sister. I don't. I, <laughs> ooh, that is a good question. Um, I think. Uh, ooh, it's complicated. It, it is. It is because I really do think. No. He was like the only actor that was not. Okay. Um, you know, he he um he takes so many risks. Um, it's it's kind of one of those things where like you know, a, a risk is only a mistake if it didn't work out, right? That's and true. Sometimes I feel gets in his way more than anyone else does. Like the movies that he produces sure. seem to be <laughs> hot mics here. Whoa! Uh, step into the booth. Um, yeah, the movies that Nick Cage produces seem to be the worst ones. Oh. Uh, so okay. National Treasure sequels? That kind of, was that I'm, I'm trying to remember the, the one that I've, oh, Humanity Bureau is one that we did. Oh. Um, and it's like a low budget, you know, 
what's low budget, it's still billion dollars or whatever. Um, sure. It's like a low budget Canadian sci-fi that he produced. And he's very passionate about sci-fi. He thinks it's like a vessel for like, he, he, he thinks it's like the purest form of like free speech. You can like, you can really delve into whatever like issues you want to talk about through sci-fi. But, so he acted in and produced that movie and it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. The ending so bad. Because he was allowed to do it all the time. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I think he gets in his own way when he's in charge. I think when he's just acting, uh, also 50%. We just can't leave him to his own devices. That's what I'm hearing. Dream Scenario, by the way, is the name of the movie. Dream Scenario. I will be seeing it. It looks amazing. It's good. I really love it. Yeah. Recommend, even though I couldn't remember the name of it, I saw it while I was in LA one night. Um... Is there anything else we need? I know Erica's kind of like ready to get underway, and we have the standard question we ask at the end here. Is there anything else you want to ask? I'll just ask her the standard question. 2024 is coming up. What's your uh, resolutions for the new year? Oh, my God. Uh, my resolutions for the new year. Um, slowing down and like uh, really assessing my mental and emotional state uh, and being able to speak out my needs clearly uh, and also to not make self-deprecating jokes um, because you, if you speak negativity into the universe like it becomes reality so that's my, my goal for 2024 I love I love humor as a coping mechanism I love humor as uh, uh, you know, like social <laughs> lubricant. So I am, I'm often making self-deprecating jokes, and I think 2024 is is the year that I'm going to pivot uh, and try to try to stop doing make fun of other people. Exactly. Well, that and it's like we teach people how to treat us, right? So, okay, like, exactly. if they see how we treat ourselves and we're accepting of that type of, you know, negativity, then they're going to mimic that. So it's let's like, teach uh, them how to treat us right. It's like when you make fun of your family and then somebody else does it and you punch them in the face because oh, nobody said that about my family. Hey, by the way, did you speak to referee Dan Yost about any of this before? Because these are very similar to what we heard from Dan. Like, the, the slowing down, the not, like, not hashtag grind set. I read his diary. Oh, there we go. Mm -hmm. There we go. Knew it. Erica, thank you so much. Thank you, Thank Erica. you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, Kaya McKenna has once again stepped out, and I'm joined here on the Burleson Indie Strated Podcast by two new guests. Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves to our listeners. Uh, I'm, I'm glad she left because she wasn't about the vibe that it was. But, um, but yeah, I didn't really feel it either. No, yeah. No? I mean, she, she's whatever. You know, there's, there's a there's fish in the sea. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a citywide street gang. gang. Street gang. Yeah, absolutely. This is Tom Larosa and Martin Hughes, the Hughes that can't lose. Hughes that can't lose. So let me first just say I, I want you to go a little bit easy on my my podcast calls because I, I threw Baca Bell out. I'll do just be be good. No, I, I mean, listen, I I I shot my shot and it didn't work out. It is what it is. Okay, yeah. no, right, fair here. enough. You can't blame me for trying. So, you know. I was out there, I was in the booth for speaking of booths, but this is the commentary booth for Sorry, Matt. Mm -hmm. And uh, very impressed by what you were showing out there. Very, very impressed by the citywide special reference in the in the uh, Yeah, as you should be. As you should be. Yeah. Um real recognize real. Yeah, fall it off by myself. So it's just uh it was refreshing to see that. What was less refreshing was this tension that we saw during and after the match at the Lost Blood, because this is a match that the four of you won, and you should feel good about that, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, we did most of the legwork. See, and they said kind of the opposite, which, which is, yeah, of course, of course well, that's would. their opinion. And that's why they're called the boys. Right. They tag team with some men. We did the work and now they want to take the credit. But that's just not how we roll. So the, the, their, I think their objection to the two coming in, I think it's two things. I think one is they look at, well, we have slightly more experience, especially in this venue than the two of you do. But I think maybe there's maybe a little bit of resentment as well because you know you're training under Dragulak and you have this just that's going to open some doors for you and it should. You know. Well, I, I mean, let, let's look at it this way: like iron sharpens iron. I mean, like Dragulak recognized this talent exactly. Amazing, you know? I mean, that, I, I can't help but that he's fought us out. You know, we took advantage. Of him, you it's know? you know, and it's more like Drew's pointing out the doors and we're just kicking them down. Yeah. We're going to kick them open and walk in. Exactly. Sure, sure. 
Yeah, uh, he's just he's been doing this, not just wrestling, but that, you know, teaching fundamentals for a long time. Um, you know, it kind of would surprise me if he wasn't trying to make sure that the two of you, you know, remain a little more grounded because you're coming in here and you're confident, which is great. But at the same time, confidence can turn into a hubris or complacency. How do you keep that from happening? You're already so confident. How do you not become cocky and then make mistakes? I mean, you you gotta be cocky in this business. You can't come like listen. There's a difference between coming in being like humble, absolutely. But you gotta come in knowing, like, hey, I'm I'm the best. Listen, we own the ring. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's in there with us. They're getting laid out, hit hard. You know what I'm saying? That's just what we are. And if you're not gang affiliated, if you don't mess with the gang, if you're not on our side, then you're not on top. We did see it out there. Um, and I would honestly be interested to see it against the Lost Boy in the future. Do you think, what do the two of you think about stepping in there with them? Maybe with, whether it be just with the two of them, maybe their whole crew, you bring a couple of uh, oh, your oh. guys? They could bring the whole crew. I mean, we got, we got a couple of boys. We know, we know Brandon Houdini. Houdini. In the mix of that. You guys I mean, haven't even seen Houdini yet. He's here and he's gone in a second. Yeah, and he's the escape artist. I mean, this man here right now. Yeah, carry something you can around in the background here. Yeah, exactly. So, listen, no matter who you put in front of us, when it comes to the citywide street gang, it's going to be gang on top. Whether it's a lost man, a lost boy, a lost baby, I don't give a damn. When you see us walking in, it's gang on top. I mean, maybe taking a little bit easier than a lost baby. Like you're not gonna like a lost kitten comes up. You're not gonna have a little I'm bit. I'm more of a, of a dog person. So. Okay, well, I'm a Jake Elliott fan, so I'm putting that baby. Oh my god. Oh well. I want to thank the two of you. I, I'm sure you want to go celebrate your victory. But first, we've been asking everybody that comes in the booth here. Do you have any plans specifically, Jersey Nations, for 2024 that you could share with the world series? No, oh, absolutely. I mean, listen. If, if you want to talk about like a, a rival here, the Lost Boys, we spent four months getting to a spot that took them maybe a year to get to. So I think flash forward another year, we're going to be even farther. We're going to be even more sharp. We're going to be way tougher. And, uh, and I would love to get into the ring with those cocky sons. They were lucky to tag with us today. Yeah, they were in our corner. They should be thankful about that because we helped pick up that win. My man here was the main muscle and I here was coordinating the action on the side. Don't let them confuse you about what the plan was. See, people see the truth, and I don't think they're the truth. No. Not at all. Well, we're keeping our eyes on all of you. Thank you, gentlemen, for, for speaking with us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right. We are joined by a former American Deathmatch champion. Why are you going to say it like that? I shouldn't have said former. I well, why why the emphasis on the former? I mean, Sydney Bacabella gave us such a hard time American for not saying match. former. And <sighs> can't win. American Death There you go. Champion. Okay. And his name is Brendan Kerr. That's better. That's better. <laughs> a little, little ring, ring announcing, Brendan I suppose. Kerr. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. No problem. When do I get paid? <laughs> I didn't book you. Kevin, when do I get paid? When do you get paid? <laughs> for what? For this? Yeah. No, that's not how it works. No. I'm doing this for free? Yes. Well, we can talk about the other thing off air that the, with the payment, but that's our, that's between us. And I'm going to leave it at that and let people wonder. So I heard your match tonight was very chaotic. It was. For a little bit. Christmas chaotic, Erica Wu tells us. I got hit in the nuts with a bowling ball. It's a jackass. Uh, what? That's a jackass spot. Yeah. It hit the nuts with a bowling ball. I got a uh, what a confetti cannon to the face. This really sounds like jackass. Um, I got cat piss poured on my face. Uh, that's maybe not jackass. Um, well, maybe. I don't know. What else happened? Did you watch it? I was back here doing interviews. I missed um, it. We, we lost. You lost. And it's Allie Catch's fault. Why? Because she was there. She's not even here to defend herself, so... <laughs> whatever we'll ask well, we're going to put our losses behind us for this evening and focus on the future because this weekend you will be partaking in the tournament of the tough guys correct Ooh, yes yes uh my first round match is colby Perina. wow who i do not like any reason 
Uh, he's a little bit. It's a good reason not to like somebody, I guess. <laughs> See, I thought it was it was maybe going to be a, a sense of jealousy over over the NWA uh, Julia Oh no, I don't give a shit about that. I just don't like her, and I don't like his dad either. Former friends, maybe. Well, fortunately, you have him in the first round matchup, so you can take out all those frustrations. Exactly. Uh, and listen, nobody really thinks that I'm that much of a tough guy, which is fine. You don't have to be the toughest guy to win battle of the tough guys. You just have to outsmart the tough guys, which is what my flotte is. Battle of the smart and tough guys. Correct. Hey, that's there's something to be said for that. You know, you have uh, a lot that you've been up to. I you were just down uh, at Action Wrestling, and you you with Adam Priest, yeah. right? Yeah. And how'd that go? Uh. I also lost. Why do you <laughs> you gotta bring up every match that I lose? How about how about a dub? I, I can't even remember the last time I, I mean won that, a match. that's on you. You can look get at my cage match and see when the next time I, <laughs> I was looking, last time I won a match. I lost to Adam Priest. I lost to Jaden Newman. Who did I beat? Somebody. Come on. I mean, you, you don't know this. PWI, and you don't even know this. You well, you are the former. You should know this off the top of your head. You know, I don't know everybody's matches off the top of my head. That's that's a, an unrealistic expectation. You don't even know your own matches off the top of your. That's head. That's true. I have CTE, so I can't remember. Well, anything. okay, that's just that everyone blames everything. <laughs> oh, you beat Jordan Oliver. I did beat Jordan Oliver, and that, that's quite a win. I did. Jordan Oliver is covering some serious ground these days, so I, that's one to be proud of. Brandon. I beat Jordan Oliver. What else did I do that weekend? I had a lot of matches that weekend. I lost to Kushida. I'm sure you're surprised you didn't bring that up. And you lost to Reed Bentley. Well, I lost like to Reed Bentley. Someone like Kushida, who has a style so different from your own. It's uh, it's intimidating because his style is completely different from mine. Um, my biggest fear was obviously getting blown up in the first 30 seconds of the match. <laughs> but I hung in there. He whipped my ass, but I hung in there. You know, so if we're thinking in terms of the PWI 500, which you did, what was your number this year? Do you remember? You, you edit the magazine. How do you not know? I was like, I one something. Not I, two more 185, I think. Oh, 180 something. All right, it's your highest today. Yeah. And, it reflected, and I, if I'm not higher next year, then we're going to so have some problems. What I was going to say is you're going to have to. I'm at your house. You're going to have to. You don't know where I live. <laughs> what he's saying is wins and losses matter, and he can very easily derank you. You've lost a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm aware. I've lost a lot of matches. You got a politic. You know what else you did there this year was pretty cool is you did challenge for the Independent Wrestling World Championship yeah. in March. Mm. Did I win that match? <laughs> no. Do not believe so, but you challenged. No. <laughs> Would you like to re-challenge for that title sometime Who in 2024? Alec Price? Yeah, I'll beat his ass. You care. take on the Busta? Yeah. Well, let's get the commissioner back in here. No, I think so. Where's Jerry? Jerry can do this. Jerry here? Jerry's, Jerry's, Jerry's not here. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry does not like being in the same room. <laughs> Why? Jerry doesn't like you? No, Jerry likes me fine, but he just likes to not be around when I'm around. <laughs> 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 this is a lot more attractive. Perhaps you could reach out to Avery Good in regard to. I really like Brandon. I don't Avery Good is here. Like Where's this. Avery Good? Yeah, he could definitely. Um, there's Jeff Cannibal, match. my former friend. Jeff Your is, former friend? Former. Why former? Talking about formers here. Oh, Jeff he's coming over scowling. Oh, no. Here he comes. Hey, hey, Jeff. This is a podcast. You got to pick up the pace a little bit. Coming. Jeff, do you remember the... Um, and then Feel free to speak into the microphone here. Do you remember the last time that Brandon Kirk won a match? Was it me uh, like four or five years ago at ICW? <laughs> it's possible. No, I beat Jordan Oliver like, two weeks ago. He had, he had the he is the former American Deathmatch champion, so he's so he's won a match. Forgot about that. He, you were also the Danny Havoc Harvard champion. I was. So was I. So was I. <laughs> I lost it too, though. Well, that's the thing. Ric Flair lost the title how many times to be the seven hundred time NWA World? That's champion. fair. You know, that's that's part of it. It's wins and losses. If you're going out there, if you're competing a lot. You're going to lose some. Apparently, wins and losses do not matter. No, they <laughs> definitely do. They do. So, so here, here's the thing, and I, I use this as an example. Like, I would go back to the Kofi Kingston title. Everyone loved when he won the championship. It was huge, momentous, forgettable ring. Nobody likes it, and it's in part because he was in the ring with people who were sort of mid carders, and he was barely beating them, right? And it's because people still buy into this, even though we all want to claim we're above this. 
the PWI viewpoint of wins and losses actually matter here. I don't really watch a lot of wrestling. I watch a lot of like Godzilla movies, so I just go off that. And okay. Godzilla does win a lot. Unless it's Mothra. But then they teamed up later. Right. They, still, they teamed up later. Because he knew he couldn't defeat her. That might be true. But when they teamed up, he cursed, and I didn't like that so much. I don't like cursing. So Hong would whip Godzilla. Oh, here we go. You just took the mic from Brandon because he said the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Think about it this way. People don't realize this. And we're going back to the old one, not this new garbage. I haven't watched it. <laughs> Kong is a giant monkey. And Godzilla he's, is a lizard. Hold on. Hold on. He's like, ten, he's like 10 feet tall. He climbed the Empire State Building. He wasn't bigger than the Empire State Building. You know who is? Godzilla. Okay. Downsize him to normal size. You got That's not what happened. In the and movie. a lizard. <laughs> Who's going to win? I will say in the first one, though, King Kong did win. I remember being real sad about that as a kid. But then he swims away like a coward. But to your point, Jeff, so if Godzilla lost every movie, I don't think people would still be, you know, getting behind Godzilla so much. Can I do a spoiler for the next for the new sure. movie? He lost in it. <laughs> it. Sucked. See, Brandon, there's hope. This is what you guys want to talk about, right? Sometimes. You guys want to talk about Godzilla? I mean, Mothra, despite being smaller than both we, of them, destroyed we, the Tokyo Tower. Can we which was a very large phallic symbol. I feel Hearing like I'm holding the mic way too here. close to my mouth right now because you're okay. so far away. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I can get in a little closer. If <laughs> yeah, I you should actually get closer, guy. What I was saying is, Mothra is superior. She is a goddess. I do like Mothra a lot. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not. I'm not. I prefer Godzilla, but I'm not mad about that. Are you guys happy I turned your wrestling podcast into a Godzilla podcast? What do you want to talk about next? It's battle just, rap? Honestly, it's just <laughs> my other interest. It's great to talk about. You say battle rap? I love battle rap. We got to get like MLJ and you to have a oh, battle me and rap. ML, I don't battle. I just watch. You, know, you just you um consume you MLJ, battle rap content. If you will, if you watch MLJ's battle rap that he had, uh, it's on YouTube. I am right there in front. We high five. Stop. <laughs> Sorry, Kirk. Just jumping the shark, it's fine. Can I go home now? Yes, you, you may know, go home. It's been great, but before before you both go, could you share your twenty twenty four New Year's resolution? Um, so mine is usually uh, my resolution every year is don't die. I think it's the best resolution you could it's have. It's a very good resolution. Norm Macdonald said that once. But uh, as of a month ago today, I have a child, so my resolution is that he doesn't die. I don't give a fuck about. I uh, know I should probably stay alive for him. So yeah, I hope we don't. We both don't die. There we go. And I hope my wife doesn't die too. This is like the opposite of that mountain goat scene. Yeah. I <laughs> just, just want to win matches. You should, Brandon. Well, you got to win over Jordan Oliver. You're off to a Who good start. I just want to focus on the scene right now. For real. This is, this is you know, and, and teasing Brandon here because it's, it's, oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and if my number is higher than it was you, by the way. last year, we're going to have problems. <laughs> if it's higher, oh, like, like a higher. Yeah, he's further up the list. If it's is what a higher means. number, then we're gonna have or, or a further okay. down okay. list. All right. Even if I'm one spot lower than I was last year, well, okay, we're good. But if it's higher, okay, I told I, look, you I'm what? gonna egg your house. I, I'm gonna find your house. I'm gonna egg your house. I'm gonna wait for you to clean it up, and then I'm gonna egg your house again. I can't say anything bad. That's a little bit sick. Okay. Guess we'll let you get on your way there, Brandon. I'm going. <laughs> Gotta love a descriptive name that someone comes on and we know exactly what they do. And we have Jack the Ring announcer here. <laughs> hey, thank you, Kaya, Kevin. Pleasure to be here. His name is a little bit uh, menacing, I guess, because it's sort of Jack the Ripper kind of thing. <laughs> well, I've gone by several monikers. I, I have seen you perform uh, under a couple my, of them. My previous monikers were uh, Gavin Loudspeaker. And can, can I fall on the other one? Yeah, sure. Loud and noxious. That's the one. There you yeah. go. That's I, I first uh, became. First time I saw it was with Kaiju Big Battle. <laughs> that yeah. was the mon Japanese monster wrestling for those of you out there yeah. who yeah. aren't familiar. Well, despite the pandemonium of the evening, you've done an excellent job on the mic, keeping the crowd entertained in between matches and making sure everyone who makes their way to the ring. Well, we had some Christmas chaos. And some, some Christmas some, chaos. <laughs> some presents. Plund plunder presents and <laughs> barbed wire tinsel. It was insane. Wow. That I thought that was barbed wire tinsel. I saw it yeah. on commentary and I uh, said something, but I was not entirely sure. It's good to have that verified. <laughs> and thumbtack gummy bears as well. This is very creative. And, you know, I, I was just watching. So I I, I uh, was sick on, on Christmas Eve. So I was, I was oh. alone and I 
No, it's okay. I'm uh, a big Promise Ring fan, by the way. Oh, thank you. The yeah, shirt's been over yeah. tonight. Promise, Promise Ring shirt. Shirt's One over. One of my favorite bands. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, did you did you see Madison was Madison, Wisconsin? Did you see them when they briefly reunited? I, I did not. I did not. So good. So yeah, she gets her in church. Anyway, so. I don't even know where I was going with this. We're and that's it. That sounds yeah, like we were cutting. Yeah. We were talking about the barbed wire garland. Bar yeah. 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 So I was I was watching uh, the, the bloody Christmas shows from Freedom Japan. <laughs> And, yeah, I know. and they get some really creative yeah. weapons in there, but nothing as festive as Ours what you just described. Yeah, so maybe they can take some lessons. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you know, I, it, I guess it just it wouldn't be Christmas without a steel chair wrapped in paper. Are you suggesting they put Santa hats on the piranhas? Maybe. I, I don't know if they do the piranhas. <laughs> I, I, I think that's... that's awesome. we, de we debunked that on our episode with Drew Parker. Apparently it's an animal <laughs> rights issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they were. I think they were going to wrap up a golf club, but then it'd be kind of obvious what was inside. You know, yeah, like, you know what the president is exactly. Yeah, well, I'd argue that maybe the same about the chair. It depends how you wrap it. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I mean, how how did you find the uh, competitors? Very that were, like, I don't know. know. I, I'm like, a big fan of just about everybody. Ultraman is Black's my favorite wrestler of all time. So you know, at yeah. any time to be anywhere near him is a pleasure. And of course, he's. He's probably the biggest fan of Christmas of all time. Sure. So <laughs> that's another plus to be here. And um, I, I'm, you know, I'm familiar with a bunch of these guys from, you know, back in my previous promotions and um, a lot of young talent that I'm excited about. You know, the, the Lost Boys and the this the love to the catch catch point. Good catch point guys are amazing. Cheeseburger, come on, you know. And Big Dan come, came out and made Sydney Bacabella a bloody mess. <laughs> yeah, he definitely inflicted some damage. I heard. <laughs> but poor referee Dan Yost, the doctor, the doctor Dan Yost, they got sho they got shoved right through that. Uh, we're gonna have to get Bacabella in here if he shows his face again. I don't think. I, yeah, I think he's bloody face. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's halfway back to Massachusetts yeah. by now. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So before we, uh, you know, we can't yeah. keep anybody too long here tonight. And I, I, I know, you know, you just said a bunch. lot. Um, you've worked very hard. I'm a musician as well. My oh. band's called Mia Mera. There we go. Put so, it over. So if you want a TikTok, it's Mia Mera Music on TikTok. And I have a band camp. It's M-I-A-M-E-R-A. Mia Mera means one day in Greek. I'm very Greek. Excellent. Go yes. check uh, it out, guys. So essentially, we've been asking New Year's resolutions. What are your goals for any day? Um, I want to build a community. You know, I want to I want to build a big community around um around a, a peace and understanding, and empathy because I think that's what we need. And I want to I want to help foster that and build that. I want to help build that community through social media, through wrestling, through my music, through whatever I can. Let's build Let's build a community of of uh of compassion for 2024 that, and abundance, abundant passion and abundance. Let's just be better humans. Absolutely. Let's be better humans. Yes. Be part of big love to that. Enjoy it. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys. Take Thank care. you guys. Yeah. Thanks Jack. Uh, wow. So just as uh, we finished that last interview, in comes Sidney Bacabella bleeding from the head. He really got socked in the mush. And, and, and commissioner Avery Good in a referee shirt. So we, we missed uh, we missed a lot by not being out there. That is the one downside of doing this locker room recording. I don't, I don't know about this. Should should we seek a post match interview? I I don't know if he looks up to it. I don't know. He might be. He does like publicity. Oh, oh yeah. well. Let's see. Bacabella! post match. Try not to get blood on our headset. I don't know why we're letting him back in. He was the, he was the one who was calling you a Jezebel and stuff. I mean, I'm honestly just curious to see the, how the match panned out. You know, I just want his oh, opinions. He's got, he's got, oh, he's got his golden boy with him. I told you. I told you I was going to win. I told you. I bled a lot more in Louisiana back in 1981. Bill Watts used to give you a bonus if you bled because it meant you're a goddamn man. You are not a man. Dan Champion is not a goddamn man. Sidney Bacabella, I'm a fucking man. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, Chang, tell us to add. I don't know if we have anything to add. I mean, that sounds like a pretty good show wrap up to me here. Uh, we'd like to thank um, LVAC for having us this evening at their holiday hangout. 
She was providing delicious vegan treats. A lot of fun. Oh, I did not get any of the vegan treats. <laughs> um, Do you have any? Tyler, what is your resolution for 2024? Honestly, my resolution is to just start giving myself a little bit more credit. Um, I kind of resonated with Erica when she was speaking about like not talking negatively, not speaking negative about yourself or being self-deprecating. And not that I'm ever self-deprecating, but I just don't feel like I give myself the credit I deserve for the efforts I put forth sometimes. So I'm just going to take a step back this year and try to really give myself a little bit of credit for the hard work that I put in. You know, it's small, but I think it'll make a difference overall. And I, th I hope everyone else listening can take that to heart and do the same. Do you have any wisdom to share before we sign off? Is that, is that true? I don't know if I have any witchy wisdom here today. Um... I think that we could just take all of the wisdom from everybody's resolutions and see if there's something we can put into action ourselves there, right? Like, I think that's a good way. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Like, think about what everybody said and like, maybe does any of that resonate with you or would it apply to you? Or is there anything that maybe you could give yourself a little bit more credit toward or maybe just something where you could create a space for yourself to improve without pressure would be a good thing, right? Like, it's it's very much... um we create our own destinies. We um are very in, very much in control of where things go for ourselves, whether we want to admit that or not, or even when it doesn't always feel like it. So just always try to stay focused on eyes on the prize. Give yourself credit for the victories you have along the way and just see things through, man. If you stay the course in 2024, I'm pretty sure it'll go your way.